Hello and welcome to Thriving on the Spectrum, the podcast dedicated to empowering and supporting young adults with autism on their journey towards a fulfilling life. I'm your host, Arpita Mohan, and together we'll explore invaluable insights, expert advice, and personal stories that shed light on the unique opportunities and challenges young adults with autism encounter. So if you're a parent, caregiver, friend, or ally, join us as we explore possibilities to help young adults with autism thrive. In today's episode, we will talk about the life of a young adult with autism to gain a better understanding of the bigger picture through real-world experiences and observations. We are joined by Kavita Krishnamurthy and Sharda Raja Ram, the co-founders and co-directors of the Cambridge Academy based in Chennai. Kavita is a parent of a young adult with autism and is a certified arts-based therapist. Sharda, a special educator, has over 20 years of experience in educating children and young adults with autism. Hi, Kavita and Sharda. We're really, really excited to have you on today's episode. Hi, Arpita. Hi, Arpita. Nice to be back. Yeah. Yes, super excited and really keen to talk about this aspect of our topic today. Just to get us started, now, both of you have had several years of experience with children and young adults with autism, particularly in Chennai. What do you see happening around you? It would be lovely to start off with both your perspectives. In the last five years, I could say are of particularly two groups. One is the group who have been in mainstream school, completed the NIOS, like 12th standard. And the other group is who have come out of the special ed kind of intervention. The ones who come from the uh, academic stream, from mainstream schools, are left with very uh, few options to pursue their college education as a Options are, uh, I could say, not much are available with the accommodations needed for them. Uh, many of the uh, students are uh, not able to find the right courses in which they will be able to pursue their interest. So what happens is they are almost, you know, in the verge of breakdown. They are unable to make choices of what they want to do with themselves. They have come with a lot of uh, skills, I could say, like uh, working for longer hours. They have, uh, you know, to work in a structured um, environment to carry out whatever they have been asked to do. Uh, These are some of the pluses that they have. But they also have performance anxiety. They have to give exams. They are asking to keep up with their peers. And it's almost like a pressure cooker-like situation. And the question is, what next? So um, the parents and the students are almost, uh, you know, at a dead end. We also see some uh, set of older uh, ones who are coming. They're not only after school. Some of them are after college, uh, who again at the same uh, juncture of what next. They, they don't know. They're not able to find a suitable job. Uh, They need the adequate support. They have difficulty in holding a job, even some of them who have got a job. We also know of a couple of them who have completed their master's. And again, there's a question of what next. So this seems to be a place where they are stuck uh, when they reach their adulthood, uh, even though they have completed formal education. While this is the one group we are seeing, there is another group uh, which come with a special ed background. Kavita, would you like to share some of the, 
insights from that uh, group yeah sure sharda so i think the other uh, group is uh, children who have been through the special education uh, system so they have been in special schools or centers run uh, specifically for uh, children with autism with this group what we are seeing is that uh, one is they do come with uh, certain life skills which have been uh, you know built over the years through various kind of interventions uh, and training um but also that they too are seem to be at the crossroads and the question with in front of them really is uh, while they do have skills what can they do with these skills uh, where are the opportunities for them to use these skills um how do they occupy their day are there spaces where they can continue to learn and grow so i think in a way even for this group it is it's very challenging because they do have skills but then next what so you know the same question what charda was talking about of what next what next seems to be also the same question that this group is also facing so i think it's 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 tough it's tough uh, to be in this phase of uh, really not having any clear direction of where uh, to go ahead oh, that's really interesting to note and with that it sounds like generally like there's a need for more support there's a need for more like conversation around direction and you know an idea as to where to go So you know speaking of these specialists in educational institutes that focus on young adults with autism Shata I'm wondering what kind of supportive services do you see in Chennai or even broadly in India for young adults with autism Actually that's a very interesting uh, point because we are still uh, trying to find out how how many organizations or how many institutes are there providing services for this Uh, young adults like could say like 18 plus for those who are out of school sort of you know there uh, there are a lot of organizations but focused on autism i think not many are there because they need a very specialized kind of uh, attention intervention so that you know they are equipped to handle uh, you know the world i can say so this we have seen you know um, there are not many in chennai and i i i know there are many across the country but focused on autism and their needs are not many so and you know of late we are seeing there is also a shift uh, in the requirement for the older uh, a little bit of older adults i could say the late 20s early 30s even they do not have any um, organizations institutes or support groups who are going to you know give them some guidance or give show them a path or a direction on what uh, these young adults could do with their lives actually and another factor which has affected uh, this population is the covid which happened you know the pandemic situation the almost one and a half two years of uh, a complete uh, breakdown in the services that they had and you know the shift in their focus they everything you know it has taken a toll on their what next scenario actually uh, especially the ones who were say after the age of 18 20 so they were stuck at home and they were at that verge where they were going in trying to get uh, you know a direction and then it was lost so this is again another very worrying factor that how this pandemic has affected the young adult population so yeah services are not many i could say oh uh, that's 
Yeah, that's interesting to note. I would have thought that, you know, in this case that they're able to like build that capabilities in India and really like gain that support too. But now given that these services are few and far between, I'm now wondering how this has impacted young adults, parents and families. Kavita, would you like to share your thoughts? Uh, yes, Arpita. I think, uh, you know, by the time youngsters reach this 18, 19, 20, that, that age group, um, parents are also very tired. So parent fatigue is a, is, is a reality by that time because they spent the last 16, 17, 18 years, you know, uh, trying out various things. And especially if you look at the, the current, you know, the, the youngsters who are in this 20 plus 22, say 25, uh, kind of that age group, uh, when they were young, when they were diagnosed at two or three, uh, the services in, in India, in Chennai were not that many. And um, I think there was that that was a phase when everybody was like trying to, you know, figure out what what best to do for their uh, children. So th- it was a phase where everyone was running it, you know, for, uh, uh, you, you know, they're r- running for therapies, running for schooling, running for. So it's like it was not very uh, structured and it was not a very stable system of therapeutic intervention also so the parent was literally you know accompanying their children for this throughout i mean you're like running to one speech education class then to some ot then somewhere else then for some skating class swimming class so over over the years i mean if you've been doing that for like you know 18 to 20 years it it is going to you know fatigue you so parental fatigue is is a reality that that we definitely see and i think it has come uh, from this what sharda was talking about you know of a uh, gap in services and them not being very stable you know a systematic and a stable service available uh, to children and their families i think in terms of uh, the youngsters also what we actually are seeing is 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 also a result of the same uh, you know running around uh, trying to access various services which is they sometimes seem to be telling us look i've had enough i've had enough of being trained being you know uh, um, i mean having all these uh, being part of all these interventions i want to pause it's literally like, you know, it's like they want a gap year. It's like, you know, in various ways, they tell us uh, that they really want a little bit of a pause. And, and they probably are also telling us that they want something different. So if you look at it, I mean, till then, uh, it would have been all the services would largely be, you know, directed by adults. I mean, adults as parents, as educators, we would have, you know, really been talking about what the child should be learning. I think by this age, they're also telling us that, um, look, I think in some way, I should be able to determine what I learn. So I think those are the kind of, uh, you know, things that we see uh, at this age. That's very interesting to kind of note how, you know, it's not necessarily dictated by everyone else, but it's really important to kind of listen to what they're saying and, you know, consider their perspective and not just sort of like, shoving our ideas and what the services are really like suggesting to do. But on that note, I mean, it sounds like, you know, in terms of services, there seem to be gaps in terms of like the supportive community, like parents are like fatigued. The situation really does sound bleak, but what's happening around you that makes you feel hopeful? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm quite hopeful looking at what has been happening over the last few years. See, it's also that as this generation, you know, I mean, from children, they became teenagers and teenagers became adults. 
or our young adults and the young adults are becoming adults so it's like uh, along with that we we also had to grow in terms of services so uh, i think what we are seeing now around us is uh, i mean of course it is still very nascent and it is still quite inadequate in terms of the numbers that we are looking at but we are seeing uh, uh, services emerge for the continuing education training and for uh, you know um, uh, how are they going to be engaged how how are they going to be occupying their day so there are i mean all, many many groups largely uh, driven by parents but also otherwise which are beginning to look at these uh, these areas you know i mean what does work mean uh, to this population uh how are they going to be uh, spending a large part of the day and you know questions like that so i think that is one thing that we are seeing um the second thing that we are seeing and there is a lot of activity around that is um you know this whole question of what after us so for parents that's a that's a big question you know what happens um, as as uh, you know they age and as as we are aging so what what after us is a big question and there are again many initiatives across the country that are in the stage of uh, uh, early early stages still but there are uh, looking at uh, you know what what should be the long term care arrangements uh, for our children so i do see that there are broadly two tracks that one would uh, look at which is emerging one is how are they going to be occupied and how are they going to uh, be meaningfully engaged as one track and what are the kind of living arrangements that need to uh, emerge so i think there is a lot of work happening around that and over the next maybe 4 to 5 years we'll see a lot of this coming to fruition sharda would you have any other thoughts i think uh, what kavita was saying she's kind of you know put it all out there but uh, what i would like to you know also emphasize is there is hope you know though you did say it sounds a little bleak it does sound a bleak now but there is hope because uh, you know we need to look at each one has their strength and everybody has some interest to the other these young adults i think it's up to the family and up to the educators or people uh, around them to find out what that is and you know to develop and find something meaningful for them to do with their lives i think it's nice to have a positive outlook that things will look up from here it's a great way to bring us to the end of this episode too to quickly summarize i could see three key takeaways from our discussion today first an understanding of young adults with autism in chennai and the crossroads faced two There are systemic challenges and obstacles that have made it hard for autistic young adults to achieve their potential. And three, while it hasn't been great, there is hope. Two tracks have emerged as pathways to support this. First, in terms of engaging young adults with autism meaningfully, and second, building long-term plans for interdependent living. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already, Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode filled with inspiration, support and hope. On our next episode, we will be joined again by Sharda and Kavita and we'll cover topics related to meaningful engagement. Thank you again for being a part of Thriving on the Spectrum. Until next time, take care, stay positive and keep thriving.